Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong here, and today we have a wonderful guest with us, Dr. Chelsea Page, who is a self-love and intimacy coach. Welcome, welcome, Chelsea. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> Super excited. So, so you and I actually just probably known each other for like a month ish, um, mm-hmm. through, um, our coach. Yeah. Melanie, I keep, every time I say Melanie, I, I have to say it twice. Cause like I, I totally fumble her name, but Melanie, Melanie and layer. And, uh, she's just been such a bomb. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes. And I can't believe it's only been a month. I feel like I've known you forever. It's kind of weird. I love it. I know. Like when I just saw like your comments fly through, like when we were all the lives, I was like, I like her. Like I want to get to know her more. And so I reached out to you and uh, I just love your work and what you stand for. And so, yeah, I'm so excited that you are here. And today we're going to talk about relationships, emotions, all the good stuff, um, and just dive deeper into this topic. I am so excited. And it's such an interesting time to, I think, dive into the topic as well. And just managing, I don't know, I feel like just managing all emotions within yourself and, you know, between you and a partner and just bit like from yourself and just everything that we do in our lives. And it's, I don't know, it can be really tricky sometimes, mm-hmm. but also when you learn how to navigate it, it can be so strengthening and so rewarding and so amazing at the same time. It's, it's our expansion process, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I think like, especially with us more recently, just with our own experiences and just our journey in business and then managing our own personal lives, it's like the thing that um, I think you and I are both leaning into is like, how do we walk with all of the emotions, mm-hmm. right? Because like for me, it's like, can I be happy if this is happening in my life, if I'm experiencing grief and loss? And if I'm like, it's like, or should I, if I'm happy about my business, can I be sad for this? Like, it's like somehow we can only have one emotion, right? Yeah, it's, and it's so interesting. I've been totally experiencing that too. Like this morning, because um, I applied to a bunch of government um, support for my business and um, also on a personal level, I'm not going to go into all the details, but I'm also going through a grief process myself. And so there's sadness that's in my body, but then I just got a huge chunk of money dumped into my account this morning for my business. So that was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting, but I'm also experiencing grief, but I'm also excited. And it, sometimes I feel like sometimes it might feel like we have to like compete, like our emotions have to compete for space inside of our bodies and our lives. And I don't think that's the case. I feel like we can have, we can experience that all, but we're also not taught how to 
do that. Mm. Like we get, I don't know, I feel like for the longest time, and this has been part of my own personal journey is really being able to navigate my own internal world and the emotions that are there and giving space for all of it and not getting lost in one emotion. I think that's what happens when one kind of dominates and kind of pushes the others out is when we get like bombarded by one emotion and lost in it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't know how to find our way out, even if it's a good or bad emotion, not that emotions are bad. Right. Just like the the ickier ones. (laughs) Yes. The ones that aren't as pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. As you were saying that, I was like, you know, if, if there's so many of the emotions that are coming up, it's like, is it worth trying to focus on like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to focus on the happy one. But if we do that, are we like bypassing the lessons that need to be learned through mm. like the sadness, the anger, the fr- like, you know, whatever is happening. Um, and so what do you suggest? I, well, I think that's just even that word bypassing, I think that's what often, especially with the more, I, I love that you said icky. I use that word a lot too. <laughs> especially with the more like icky emotions, like grief or pain or anger, frustration, sadness, you know, the ones that are uncomfortable to be in is we oftentimes bypass them or, you know, we avoid because like, well, why would I want to stay in this icky emotion? Why would I want to process this icky emotion? Why would I even want to step into the room with this emotion? Because it feels icky. Mm-hmm. But I, I totally agree. Like you said, it's, but if we bypass that, then we're completely ignoring the lessons that we get to do. We completely ignore a strengthening process that we have. We completely ignore just an expansion of ourselves. And so it really does us a disservice when we ignore those more icky emotions and just hop into the rooms with the more positive ones because they feel better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, even with what you were saying about um, like all of the, like the, all the layers that we can feel in our emotions yeah. um, and with the growth, how, like, and you, you focus on self-care, right? And so, oh, yeah. And so it's like, what are like how does one i guess do it all like how does one feel it all mm. you know it's like I love that it's tricky isn't it yeah <laughs> i mean i think everybody has a different way but i'm curious mm-hmm. your perspective well, for me personally is allowing you know it's almost like when there's an emotion that's coming up an experience that's coming in and it's knocking at my door it's you know, let's use that example of this morning, you know, that huge chunk of money that dumped into my business account. It's like, whoa, this is really exciting. This is amazing. Like this really eases. There was a lot of relief there and I'm able now to pay like myself an income to be able to help my husband and myself. And so all these positive things and you know, because that was knocking at my door, I, I opened the door and I let that emotion in and invited that emotion in and really just allowed what it wanted to show me to show me, right? Feeling it all of that, you know, relief and excitement and like, holy cow, and almost like disbelief, all those things. And so I let, I let the the door open and Mm -hmm. experience it for as long as it needs to be experienced for. And what, what that part of me, I'm a big parts person. So we, it's kind of like that movie Inside Out. Have you ever seen that movie? I think it's Pixar. Yeah, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's we. It's totally true for us too. We have these different parts of us that might 
be experiencing different emotions. And so there's this one part of me that's super freaking excited about all this money and it's knocking at my door. So I'm going to listen to this part and really understand, okay, what needs to happen to really honor this emotion? And it was, I need to celebrate. So I got up and celebrated. I did a little jig and like a little twirl around and was like, woohoo, money to me. This is amazing. And then, right, it was okay. That, that part of me felt really honored for that celebration. And then I went and really went back to this more, oh, I don't even know what the word would be you know, with that grief that's there in my life right now, that part of me is really needing a lot for me right now. Mm -hmm. So I went back to that part and it's like, okay, I'm not ignoring you. You know, what do you need from me right now? And um, doing all the things I know we've talked about that um, in our own coaching is all the self-care, you know, Mm -hmm. up the wazoo of, you know, taking showers, taking baths, crying Mm -hmm. when I need to, um, feeling okay when I'm feeling okay. And, journaling when I need to talk, you know, reaching out to others when I need to. And, you know, it's really, that's where the balance comes in is really listening to all those parts of us of when they're knocking at our door and inviting them in and saying, Hey, what do you need from me? I need? love that. I love that you're like, you're using the analogy of knocking on the door. It's like, are you willing to allow, like, are you willing to allow it to enter? Cause we can totally yeah. block it and just ignore it and suppress it, which you know, is not healthy. Um, no, it's like the way I imagine it is like a beach ball. You know, if you have a big beach ball and you're holding it underwater, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy to hold that beach ball underwater. And then the minute you let go, it like comes bursting, flying mm-hmm. out of the water. It's the same thing with our emotions. If we ignore them, one, it takes up a lot of energy and they're going to bust out at some point somewhere. And it's going to feel overwhelming and not within our control. Right. So if emotions knocking at the door, you invite it in say, what do you need? Right? <laughs> what, what can I give you? Right. It, that's, and that's what being, you know, in this place of managing emotions within yourself and, you know, this place of self-leadership is so important is really honoring all the doors that are knocking. And sometimes there's like tons of doors knocking. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've experienced that of like, you know, just different, maybe parts of you needing different like expression of your emotions almost at like the same time. Mm. Yeah. I think it's also important, like not to judge it, you know, yes. like not shaming like the ones that feel icky or like, cause that can be another, like, why am I still feeling like this? I thought I've overcome it. Like I've, I've already did the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a huge one I see pop up with within myself and a lot of women that I work with is there can be, yes, this judging, shaming, frustration of maybe why is this emotion popping up? Why am I feeling this way? Or, you know, I thought I already learned this lesson. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this again? And it's, you know, we don't want to be judging and shaming ourselves. That's, you know, that's not the work of our life, right? The work of our life is to love ourselves and, you know, grow ourselves and be uplifting of ourselves. And when we judge and shame and get frustrated at ourselves, that just, it locks all those doors and we can't Mm. really come out and play when we do that at all. Mm. I love that she said like it locks all the doors. (laughs) Yeah, It's just such a good visual. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's, and it is a hard piece because I know, like, and I experienced this even this last week is I could start to feel myself going down kind of that old trail of being mad at myself for um, feeling 
you know, I was feeling just not good about things and I wasn't able to really step into some of the business work that I wanted to do. I wasn't really able to really be there, you know, in my relationship and really show up. And I was getting, I was starting to get mad at myself. Like, why am I feeling this way? Why, why, why? And, you know, the more, this is where the internal journey and the strengthening comes in is you can catch yourself sooner and sooner and sooner when you start to go down that icky path of, you know, self-judgment and Mm -hmm. it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa whoa, hold on. There's no need for me to be mad at myself. You know, this, I'm feeling this way. And even if I don't know why, sometimes we don't even know why we're feeling icky. It just totally just pops up and sometimes really know why. Right. And, but regardless, it's, Hey, I'm feeling this way. And what do I need to do to, to feel better? And, you know, I reach to myself and do all the things for myself. And I also reach to my partner and include him in that process too, mm-hmm. because I know he wants to support me. And, um, but I know a lot of the work oftentimes has to be on my own, right? He can't make me feel better, but mm-hmm. he can be in the process of supporting me while I'm helping me feel better, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I have, I have two questions with that one. Well, one isn't a question. One is more like, as you were talking, what came to mind was like tending to that inner child, you know, especially when you're like opening the door to let the emotion in, it's like, okay, what do you need? It's like, I think if we think of the inner child then we want to take care of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then the second part is like, how would you communicate that to your partner? Like what you need? Mm. Right. Cause that can be challenging in and of itself. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. And well, it is. And this is where the, the art of relationship comes in because, you know, you're, you're managing a lot of pieces at the same time. Like, you know, for me, I'll go back to my example is, you know, as I'm experiencing a sense of grief within myself and there is right. The inner child that's, you know, usually when the emotions are knocking, it's because, you know, an inner part of us, our little kiddo part of us is getting triggered and we need to take care of it. And it's, you know, really, showing up for ourselves while at the same time not getting lost in ourselves because if we get lost in ourselves then we've completely shut the door to our partner Mm. right and then this this is where relationship dynamics can get tricky because then you know if my partner's feeling shut out he's going to have his own internal process happening and then respond and we can get caught in this relationship cycle that could either be a really positive thing or it could be a really negative thing and that's again, yeah, where the, the dance and the art comes in is attending to me and showing up for me while also at the same time balancing showing up for my partner and his needs as well. And it's, it's a juggle. And that's why a, a lot of people do struggle in it because nobody teaches us how to do mm-hmm. that dance of, you know, being with me, but also with you and being with you without forgetting me, mm-hmm. all those pieces. Mm. Oh, that's, it's, it's hard. And I wonder if you, how has your experience been in relationship with, you know, navigating that balance of attending to you? It's like, I call it like attending to the me and the we at the same time. Oh my gosh. Um, I think how I operate it really depends on the situation. Like I'm such a, like a journaler and like, I, I, like I process a lot of stuff on my own mm-hmm. and like if something comes through that I want to share, then I will. And if I'm in a relationship, I'll, 
you know, I'll talk to the other person about something that's happened and just like to share, but not to, especially if that person isn't like part of the issue, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And even if, if he were, if it was like a romantic relationship, I still need to process it on my own first. Um, mm -hmm. And then try to bring it in a way that is, uh, that the person can receive it. Cause I've, you know, I've, there's been times where I just, I get triggered and I just react. And those are the yeah. ones that don't go well. <laughs> and no, I, I hear you. Yeah. No reactions. And that's where, right. That process of we go down that negative path. And right. when we react, it means that we've already like booked it down that path. Yeah. And there's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then if it's something where I do like, okay, I have like the awareness, the adult, you know, mm -hmm. like, the mature Michelle, then I will sit down. Okay. Like, come on, like let, what's really happening here and how can I navigate this better? So like, those are like the moments where I celebrate, like, okay, I did well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is good to celebrate that. It's Aww. well, and it's, you know, that piece of expressing, you know, part of your question you had too before is like, how on earth do we express our needs to our partner? And in a way, right, as we're talking, that isn't in a reactive place that mm -hmm. comes from, because reactive is when, yeah, we're being triggered. It's the little kid in us that's being triggered in some way. And it's this place of, okay, if we react from that place, it doesn't go well, mm -hmm. right? But if we can pull, right, it's our higher self, our adult self, the self, whatever it is that you want to call it, or right, like adult Michelle or adult Chelsea to really run the show and be in charge of that and not let the little kid part of us be in charge right. because it, it doesn't go well. I know, mm -hmm. you know, for me, usually, you know, down at the heart, heart, heart of things um, that what gets triggered is our fear of abandonment and our fear of not being enough. Mm -hmm. And I, and they usually go hand in hand. And I know for me, one of my biggest triggers that the little kid in me gets triggered is fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And so I can, if we're not skilled in our own emotional awareness, then that gets poked. And one example I always use is when my husband, because he loves playing video games, which is totally fine. And it, but it sometimes doesn't feel fine to the little kid part in me, because mm -hmm. if we haven't been spending some time together, then it can go down this rabbit hole of, uh-oh, He's, I feel, I feel the distance from him and it's not that he's ignoring me or anything like that, but the little kid in me goes, uh Oh, uh Oh, he's not paying attention to me. If he's not paying attention to me, he must not love me. And if he doesn't love me, he's going to leave me. And Holy cow, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and that's what the little kid does. And if I operate from that place, then I usually go into attack mode. I start like getting mad at his video games. I point the finger at him and I say, oh my gosh, you know, you're playing games too much. And then of course he's going to go on the defensive and defend that. And then we get caught in that right. disconnecting place. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we have this building of emotional awareness, where if that part of me gets poked, because it still does, is, and it comes in all sorts of different forms, then I can self-soothe that part of me now to go no no it's okay like he's just playing games and i know he loves me what is it that i need right now to feel closer to him and that is what we share with our partner mm. and so i would share with him right this is expressing the need but we have to check in what the need is it's like okay i want to spend a night alone with him and completely free of technology it's like okay well then i got to tell him that <laughs> and not attack his video games 
And that's where vulnerability comes in, which is a huge piece of all of this to share with him, you know, honey, I'm, you know, I'm feeling like I'm kind of missing you recently, just feeling disconnected. And, you know, is it okay if, you know, maybe tonight or tomorrow night we spend some good quality time together, you know, without technology, you know, would, does that sound good? And then he's like, of course, that sounds amazing. Oh, yay. <laughs> but if I say you're playing video games too much, it's pointing the finger and he's going to go on the defensive and then nobody's needs get met. That is brilliant, brilliant communication right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it takes a lot of practice. And, you know, in all of the, just in anything in ourselves and in our relationships, and it's, you know, awareness is so key. And it's like, I call it emotional push-ups. Like we're getting stronger and stronger Mm. and stronger every time we practice it and doing it just a little bit better. And, you know, to have you know, it sounds almost simple on the outside of, you know, to have say that conversation with my husband to say, you know, Hey, I I miss you. I'm feeling disconnected. You know, it's nobody's fault. It's just the feeling that I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can we, you know, have some time together, you know, on the surface, it's like what, two sentences of something, but on the inside, it's like, Holy cow, this is really vulnerable. It's vulnerable to go into myself to even ask what my need is. And it's vulnerable to express that on the outside and put my heart out there to my husband. And it's like, is he going to receive this? Is he not going to receive it? So yeah, vulnerability is hard. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm so glad you said that because I've been in, like, in the same situations where it's like, okay, I, I always have to like psych myself to like bring it up, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, and it's always so awkward to have it come out of my mouth to express what I need. Even though like in my mind, I kind of practiced it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oh my goodness. And so I love it. Like, yeah, it's totally vulnerable and it's not easy. Uh, it's definitely easier to attack for sure. Even though oh, yes. we might know what we have, like it's, but it's sometimes it's just easier to just blame versus like, hey, this is what I need. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's, well, it goes to that piece of, again, of, of we avoid. It's a lot easier yeah. to avoid what's there and you know, I love how you said that word blame in, you know, what I see that happens, I call it the triangle of blame is if we don't go into ourselves and go into you know, our adult selves and emotional intelligence, we often get caught into this blame place where either we're blaming our partner or we get caught in this place where we're blaming ourselves. Like, oh, this, you know, some, we were talking about that before, kind of this judging and blaming in mm-hmm. ourselves and that can get us into a whole tizzy of things. And, or, you know, if things aren't going well in a relationship, we might blame the relationship. Like, oh, this must mean that we're not supposed to be together. Mm. This must mean, you know, all these negative things. Yeah. When in reality, nobody needs to be blamed at all. And it's the practice of, you know, sharing those emotions and sharing them in places that feel safe and to feel it's almost like stepping into it more. And I love how even you said like, you know, sometimes they say awkwardly or it comes out awkwardly. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's okay. And you know, there were times when I was really, I was like this wobbly giraffe or something like newborn giraffe, like on my wobbly legs when I was learning to really express myself because I used to be mega people pleaser. So expressing myself was like not going to happen. So when I was on my like wobbly legs learning to do that, 
you know, I, I prefaced a lot of things with, you know, this might not come out in the best way, or I don't know if mm. I'm going to say this right, or kind of giving myself permission to not do it perfectly. Mm, I love that. And also kind of clue the other person in that, hey, kind of give me a little grace here because I might fumble in this a little bit. Yeah. And um, so that's, I, I think that's a totally okay thing to do because mm. it gives yourself some grace in the whole process, right? I love that. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, I love the preface. Cause yeah, cause then both parties know. And I think the other person that's listening, they, I feel like it softens them a little bit. Like yes. maybe it takes the guard down of whatever might come up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that suggestion. Yeah. Yes. Well, and even you have the softening and letting the guard down too. I think, um, what can happen a lot of times is either we're not sharing any emotion. And so our partner is like, I don't even know what's going on inside of you. Mm -hmm. Or we like bombard them with all of our emotions yeah. and finding this middle ground of, you know, expressing yourself and expressing those wants and those needs and the vulnerability, but also checking in with your partner. If now's a good time <laughs> to share. Yeah. And, Cause sometimes we might like, like say right now, my husband, he's down, I know he's downstairs. He's doing work right now because right, all of us are at home right now. So if I went downstairs right now and all of a sudden just like started to talk to him about something, he like, that's, that's not honoring him. Like mm -hmm. I'm honoring myself because I'm expressing myself, but it's not honoring him or the relationship because now's not the right time. And it's probably going to reinforce to me if I did share, he might not have the best reaction because he's probably right in the middle of doing, he's an engineer. So he has all these crazy stuff on his computer. It's my worst nightmare to see all those numbers. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> but if I shared and wanted to talk to him in vulnerability right at that time, he's not going to probably have the best response. And it might, um, what's the word? Oh my gosh, mind blank. It's going to reinforce that, oh, it's not okay to share mm. because he might not have the best response because it's hard because he's navigating work. And um, so then I might go like, well, see, this is why I don't share with him. This is why I don't share my emotions. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's no, it's okay to share, but now is not the right time. Mm -hmm. So if I am feeling like I do really want to share either within myself, I'm going to wait and I'm going to have to take care of myself during that time. If, you know, now's not the time. So asking again, like we talked about, you know, what do I need right now, you know, to make it say to tonight to dinner time? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I need to do to this part of me that's really wanting to express itself? Do I need a journal about it? Do I need to go on a walk? Like, what do I need to do to make sure that this part doesn't just like word vomit it out onto my husband? <laughs> and also, you know, at that time I can advocate for myself and say, you know, hey, honey, I really, you know, have something I want to talk to you about tonight. And I could say the topic if I wanted to. So maybe it's, you know, because we have all this financial stuff that's happening with all the money flowing around and mm -hmm. who knows where. And so if I'm feeling anxious around that, instead of bombarding him with this conversation, it's, hey, honey, I really want to sit down at some point to talk about our finances to make sure we're on the same page. You know, I was thinking tonight at dinner, would that be a good time for you? Mm. now we're really getting on the same page of when we're talking. And that means if he's not being bombarded, then he can soften himself and let his guard down for that conversation. He can really prepare himself to be open for that conversation. And I can also prepare myself to be open for that conversation. So mm -hmm. it goes in the best way to be emotionally 
close in that moment mm. rather than just bombarding each other with emotions or hiding them all together. Yeah. Yeah. I think having like a time frame, like, like knowing when you can talk about it can at least calm the, the nervous system down a little bit. Cause sometimes like I've been in the, the situation where I want to talk, like, when can we talk? Like, it just like takes over like that emotion. So like knowing mm-hmm. like there's a time, like, okay, I can do other things. <laughs> yes. Well, it becomes this in the, you know, you're talking about this place that it's this um, limbo land. I talk yeah. about this a lot um, with a lot of the women I work with, especially again, within relationship, because you don't want to be in emotional limbo land or in sexual limbo land. So I mm. talk about the imp- intimacy side of things too. And that would be a whole nother conversation, but it's, you don't want either partner to be in limbo land where it's like, I, you know, when can I share my emotions around this? Can mm-hmm. I share it like tonight, tomorrow, next week, never. And it becomes this anxious place and it, it's not a good place to be in. Right. Yeah, totally. And same thing with sexually. It's, you know, am I going to be able to be intimate with my partner tonight, tomorrow, next week, never. And then it becomes again, this anxious place of limbo land. Like I almost visualize like floating out <laughs> like movies where you're like floating out in space or like out of the, you know, they're just like floating in space by themselves. And it's like, well, I, <laughs> who's going to come find me. <laughs> so having those anchor points of when you are going to connect with your partner, you know, around, you know, whether it is the intimacy side of things, you know, emotional intimacy or physical intimacy, having that groundedness can be so soothing. And then, mm you know, like you said, it's like, okay, if I have this time that I know we're going to talk tonight, then I can really make sure I'm taking care of myself through that time. It feels a lot more calming. It's okay. I know this is going to happen. What do I need to do in the interim? It's, I don't know. You can be in more command of yourself at that time. Yeah. I mean, that's really helped me when I, you know, in relationships. So, um, yeah. And I think it's just like, you know, it's speaking up for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I, yeah, it's all about the inner leadership piece, you know, like how do we become advocate for ourselves in relationships and navigate all of the emotions? Um, yeah. I mean, those are, um, those are the moments of growth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. And man, I don't know, even when you just said that, like those places of growth, I don't know if you or any of your listeners have experienced this, but it's, it's almost like, I don't even know how it's a better call it like this. Um, you can feel like the, the pull to that reactive place and also the pull to that more adult higher self. Mm-hmm. place. And sometimes it's like happening right at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I remember, you know, this was years ago that my, I was lying in bed with my husband. Well, he was at that point, I think he was my boyfriend at that point. I don't remember time is weird, but he, we were lying in bed and we were having this argument. And it was, and we had gone down the rabbit hole of the, we were both in our reactive places and it's, I could feel that like the part of me, like that wanted to go sleep on the couch. I could Mm -hmm. feel it like split in my body. I could feel it like wanting to go to the couch, to pull away from this conversation, to shut it all down, Mm -hmm. to basically, I mean, wouldn't, it would continue the disconnection that my husband and I had or then boyfriend, but it's, I could feel that at the same time as there's this, the other part of me, it was like, it was like the split was wanting to turn to my husband and just give him a hug. Mm. Say, I know we're not in the best place right now. I love you so much. Like the turning toward. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I could just feel it like the split and having that internal battle. And, you know, I had that even recently of, you know, we were caught in an argument. I'm certainly not perfect at all of this, but even though I lead women in doing this, I might be further down in the steps, but we're always learning and growing, right? Is, you know, there's this conversation we were having and I could tell my partner, he was being triggered about something and it, he wasn't able to calm in himself. And I know in myself, if I got triggered too and reacted to him, we would get caught in a tizzy and I could like feel it in my body. Like, okay, I'm breathing, breathing, breathing. Like I, I need to stay in my like calm self. I need to stay in my grounded self. I, I know he's having like his little kid reaction right now. And I, I want to stay grounded so that we both don't get lost in that place. Mm. And it was, it's hard because the, it's like this most internal strength is like trying to go run like a marathon. Sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. (laughs) But then it's a lot, it becomes easier and easier and easier every time. But that, I don't know. Have you felt that before? Oh yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I choose poorly. (laughs) Sometimes I do too. Yeah. That's part of being human. And that's where, again, we have to not judge ourselves. It's okay. How can I learn from this? And, and we can always repair it later. You know, Mm. that's something that we can forget sometimes if we, you know, choose poorly, so to speak, it's, it's going back later, you know, as soon as we catch it. And if, you know, I even said this the other day, there was this, my way of interacting um, with money has been very mm. oh, so much better recently as we've worked with our coach Melanie and Lair, and it's been years that I've been interacting negatively with money and having an impact on my husband. And I apologize, and I said, "Well, you know what? I recognize I haven't been handling that in the best way, and I just really want to apologize. And you know, I really want to be doing it differently in this way. I've been recognizing that." And he was like looking at me like deer in the headlights, like, <laughs> "Oh my God, thank you! Like, ah. wow." <laughs> So even though it was, you know, been months or years, like it still has value. Mm -hmm. So if you get in an argument, you can go back the next day or the next week or the next month and go, you know what, I was thinking about X time and, you know, I recognize that I did this and this and, you know, I, that wasn't really the best way to handle that. You know, I really Mm -hmm. want to try to do it, you know, this other way differently next time. And I just want to apologize for how I reacted. That's awesome. Go really far. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That just shows maturity, you know, in a relationship and just, um, I think that definitely strengthens the relationship for sure. Oh yes. That, yeah, Yeah. it's the ownership, right? Taking ownership, ownership, not blaming yourself, but taking ownership. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. I totally (laughs) did not do that in the best way. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, switching gears a little bit, cause we started with, uh, just all of our emotions. Like how do we Mm-hmm. how do we I don't know like live with it <laughs> walk with it yeah. I I I don't know if you read Eat Pray Love have I no I haven't read it but I've certainly watched the movie <laughs> the book Wait, is no like, I did read the book okay I can't remember I read so many books now they all start <laughs> to blend together <laughs> I I I the book is a gajillion times earlier than the movie in my opinion but um mm-hmm. there's this one part in her book uh where she's I think it might be near the end or in the middle I don't remember but she's like doing a lot of healing work. It was Gilbert and she's in one of the islands uh, in Indonesia. Uh, And she just, she sat there. I think she said she sat there like the whole day from sunrise to sunset Mm. and really like 
because she was processing so much healing with her emotions. She like literally, she said that she opened up her heart and let all of the emotions come in shame, guilt, like all of it. And, and she said, even shame, you know, and, um, I don't know. I just, when we were talking about walking with our, our emotions and, you know, how do we manage it? It's like that came into my mind as well. Mm. And I think that takes a lot of courage. Yes. Well, I think, I mean, all of the emotional world is like a courage place. And, you know, are you feeling that the courage was to, you know, open, open your heart to all of those emotions and let them all in? Yeah. Especially yes. like the heavy ones. Yeah. Like shame is a big one. Like shame oh, yeah. is huge. Um, and to be able to love yourself and accept yourself with the shame, all of that. Mm-hmm. That's huge for me in, in like self-love. Um, but I, th- I don't know, like that just, when you're talking about opening the door for the emotion, like, I don't know, like all of that just, like, I feel like this is what makes living like real. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so beautiful. It's so true because well, if we have all of these blocks to our emotions, the doors closed, whatever visual you want to have, heart closed, it's that's not the full expansion of our real life, right? It's the uh, quote, it's the easy, it's like the easy way out. And it's the, um, you know, I call it kind of like autopilot way or winging it way. It's like, it's not, it's not real. And mm. I think the, you know, feeling and experiencing and allowing the space for our entire heart, you know, all the nooks and crannies, the good, the bad, and the ugly, like having that all be there and opening up to all of it is, it is real and it is life and it is, it does take courage. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes we do open the door and because we haven't opened it in a while, then a lot floods in and it could be overwhelming. It's almost like this, like if we have a whole bunch of like toys, like stacked up in a closet and then we open the door and it comes like tumbling out, it can be overwhelming. And which is why usually it's a lot more manageable to do it at the time that you're feeling it. So it doesn't stack up and pile up and yeah, allowing that real space. And that's where you know, a lot of us haven't been taught how to do that, right? To open our heart, to feel the realness of our heart, to feel the entire expansion of our heart and who we are and what our full expression is in this world. And um, that's why I do what I do is Mm. to not only continue to lead myself into doing that and finding, you know, all the nooks and crannies of my heart and expressing that in the best way, but helping other women do the same, because like you said, that's, that's what's real. And we want to live a real life, right? That's, that's kind of the goal here, not to be a robot. No, <laughs> not a robot. No. Oh, Chelsea, it was such an honor and a pleasure to having you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Super I, fun. It's so lovely. I could talk about this stuff mm. forever. And I, I just appreciate you and the depth of you and your heart and like, and having this podcast and sharing all your wisdom and having people like me on the show. It just, I'm really honored. Thank you so much. Mm, my pleasure. And thank you. So how can people find you, learn more about you? 
Yes. Well, the best place, so I hang out a lot out on Facebook land. So the best place to find me is in my private women's Facebook group. So it's the intentional intimacy women's group. So it's a nice private group and I do a lot of free masterclasses in there and a lot of trainings and a lot of goodies. So just for my lovely women group members and it's completely free, which is awesome. And so that's the best place to find me. And um, you can follow me on my business page, my personal page too. I have a lot of goodies on there and um, yeah. And now on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Chelsea page online, my website, drchelseapage.com. So you can find me in all the places, but that Facebook group is if anywhere, I would definitely be going there. Amazing. Yeah. I'm in that group and it's just, it's fun. It's, you offer lots of value. So thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yes. It's such a good group. And I can't wait to have even more and more women in it because, you know, we get to be ourselves and love ourselves and learn to love in a partnership. And it's just such a beautiful place. So mm. thank you. Amazing. I'll definitely share uh, the links in the show notes. And for those of you who are listening, please tag us. If you resonated with this episode, tag us on Instagram and the stories and um, check out Dr. Chelsea Page's work. And we will see you again soon. Thank you. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.